Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Rink Wrap, the Bruins podcast with your host, Mick Collagio. Mick has been covering the Bruins since the Boston Garden days and has the guests and the insights on the hockey world from the local to the NHL. So drop what you're doing, drop the puck, and listen in on Rink Wrap with Mick Collagio. And here we go with Rick Rapp. It's Mick Collagio coming to you from the Standard Times in New Bedford, Massachusetts. You can find Rick Rapp, the podcast, wherever you find your podcast. Google Play, iTunes, Omni, O-M-N-Y dot F-M, or link to our stories. We could link them to, for instance, Mike Loftus, Gatehouse Bruins beat writer, filing from the Bruins weekend games, home games against uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs on Saturday, November 10th, and then Sunday, November 11th, which happens to be the timing of this podcast uh, against the Vegas Golden Knights. That game just concluded. The Bruins win it 4-1 to one and go 3-1 and one in their four-game homestand before going off on the road. But uh, so go to www.southcoasttoday.com. Find Mike Loftus' story on the Bruins, and you will find this podcast there. You will also find it linked to my Rink Wrap blog. That is located at blogs.southcoasttoday.com slash Bruins. And uh, we do this all season long. We come at you with uh, interviews. We got a good one today. Got a couple of minutes with Zdeno Chara, captain of the Bruins, following the victory on Saturday night over the Leafs. It was a good bounce-back game for the Bruins after the uh, uh, game before that, which was uh, pretty putrid. But they got two in a row now at home as they hit the road Wednesday in Colorado, Friday at Dallas, and Saturday down in Glendale, Arizona against the Coyotes. Um, little aside before we get into the Chara interview, uh, Ryan Donato uh, demoted to the Providence Bruins for development, scored two goals in their uh, victory, 5-2 to two win over the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. Uh, so uh, Donato scoring in a prior, prior game as well for the P Bruins and getting it done at the AHL level. And as he continues to hone his skills and figure it all out, now that he's playing against uh, grizzly old men, um, that'll uh, really help him out. Uh, so many uh, NHLers, successful NHLers, even superstars, uh, Patrice Bergeron's one year in the American Hockey League was the NHL lockout year, so he wouldn't have had one. So even if you don't count him, David Krejci developed in the AHL. Brad Marchand developed in the AHL. David Pasternak spent uh, less time, but some time, in the AHL. 
so it's the pathway for many players, even Zidane Chara himself. So without any further ado, Rink Wrap the Podcast uh, follows up on Bruins Leafs on Saturday night, November 10th with this chat. It begins as a post-game scrum with others talking about the Bruins pushback in that game. And then uh, they all leave, probably go to talk to Pasternak because of his hat trick, whereas I stuck around and got myself a fun little one-on-one with Z, talking about some interesting things regarding the uh, personnel wave of change in the NHL, which you've heard me talk about a lot. I think that is highly responsible for the offense in the league. I uh, believe in the doctrine of organization and order leads to defense chaos leads to offense and when you have so many new players coming into the league at once and developing on the job you have more chaos ergo offense here is Zidane Chara. you know we knew we didn't play near your near our wrist how big was surviving that first period when they had the 20 shots and you guys still were leading one nothing? Yeah, they were putting a lot of pressure on us and throwing uh, a lot of pucks, but you know, we all made some big saves. You know, we we did a pretty good job in front of them to clearing the pucks. Um, they got some power plays, so they were shooting a lot of pucks in it. Um, so uh, it, it was, you know, obviously the shot clock was in their favor. Um, by a big difference, but I think the second we we even it out uh, pretty closely, and then um, you know I thought we did a really good job, like uh, capitalizing some scoring chances. What's what's usually the key to to getting the team relaxed enough to calm a game down that is such so, so frantic in the beginning and so much pressure from them obviously a lot of those shots on the power play but but uh overall those first five minutes just believing in, uh, in the system and the players we have that we can make plays and um, you know it's not gonna be perfect throughout the 60 minutes you know there are good teams there are good players we play against and you know they're gonna make some plays as well we just gotta believe that uh, we will uh, you know, defend and well and you know get through it and eventually we will you know get our uh, uh, looks and um, you know play the way that we want to play if we play the right way and defend well then you know, if we, uh, you know we go the other way and make make plays over there you guys have had some good stretches so far this season, um, and then once that happens, everybody mm-hmm. expects you're going to win every game, mm-hmm. and and then some. You know, then there's an awful night where every puck that could possibly go in the net goes in the net, and everybody's you know ready to buy out the whole team, and you know, <laughs> and so I mean, you, in here in this room, um, you guys obviously have a very consistent approach, and you don't seem to get too rattled by. Anything that happens that's really great, or anything that happens is disastrous. It's and, one night. You know? Yeah, and, you know, it's a um, 82 game season, and, and you're gonna have some up and downs. But I think you you, you use that word perfectly. Consistency is the the key. That you wanna be as consistent as as possible, and uh, you wanna bring your game, uh, you know, every every time you go on the ice and play. So. You know, we just want to avoid those that we play so well, and then next game we just not play that well. Uh, so, 
<clears throat> we have to really you know, remember that what makes us you know play well. Uh, we have to play that way every night. And when we play that way, you know, we usually score pretty uh, you know good amount of goals. Uh, you, know, you know, it just happens, and it's been proven that you know you you play you know maybe not as flashy or I like to use the word sexy hockey. Mm -hmm. And you 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 know get the looks and score you know kind of like really simple simple goals. Mm -hmm. and what they call the, the greasy ones. Yeah, or kind of like just a you know simple shot and maybe a rebound or you know creating traffic or you know. And sometimes you know it gets a little boring and we try you know make it look good and then there's a turnover or or uh, you know the play that goes the other way and mm -hmm. all of a sudden the other team is under pressure and so you gotta know that you know there is no no one's taking or telling anyone not to use the skill but we just gotta know when when to use it and how to use it at the right time uh, of the game and, and when we do that it's it's fine you know we, we, we encourage guys to use their skill but there are times when we have to really simplify it it seems like it's not unique to your team right now to have uh, this up and down stuff. Yeah. Really good teams right now are, uh, are going through this. Sometimes I think it's just because this last year or two years maybe we've seen so many new players in the league. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of 05, 06, and 06, 07 when you were first here where the, so much of the league was changing that so much of the game just had to do with high energy and cope find a way to survive it when it's not going your way mm -hmm. and then it settled down you know and you guys had a great consistency for several years yeah. then all of a sudden the roster goes crazy again mm -hmm. i counted it up since the 14 when you won the president's trophy to um not counting anybody on the team now 55 guys suited up for the bruins in a regular season or playoff game to a no longer in the organization the three maybe that's about 11 12 players right half of the team mm, yeah awesome. yeah wow. on average yeah. yeah so 55 altogether yeah. play the game yeah you've had a lot of teammates yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't probably even know i would have no maybe idea i mean it was that many that would take a long time to figure out yeah yeah but now this seems like this is your team, and you know, I mean, it'll continue tweaking. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. Uh, you know, you're gonna try to keep the core uh, together as much as you can. Mm -hmm. The core meaning and core that you know, even the core guys will slightly change. But mm -hmm. you know, maybe we two guys, Marshy, probably David. Mm -hmm. For five of us, it's been here for you know at least I would say ten years, mm -hmm. and uh, you know then there's like pieces that are fairly new. You know, mm -hmm. First, you know we have multiple guys like their second, third year, and there's some changes that we get from you know free agency or trades. Mm -hmm. But we have like about I would say five, six, seven guys that went through the recruiting system, right? You know they. Got drafted juniors in Providence, and then now they're here. So it's kind of like the core is here, but then the pieces coming from either from their, what they plan, their own, their own mm -hmm. they plan, and mm -hmm. then what they added from, outside. and then what they don't plan. You never know what that's going to be. Yeah. yeah, it was a funny. Uh, 
back in 82-83 season, the Bruins won 50 games, uh, best record in the league, and they didn't make it to the Stanley Cup final until 1988, five seasons later. There were only five guys on that team that were still on the team when they made it there. And I thought that team was going to be together for years. Years we won, 2011. Mm-hmm. I believe there's only seven or eight guys still playing up with In the league. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. No, like, I think. And here, no, four? Like, yeah, four, five, and eight. Five. Sagan, and, uh, yeah. Sagan and somebody else. Well, McQuaid. Boychuk. Yeah, Boychuk. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. think there's like seven, eight. Yeah. The rest of it is like retirement, I think. Right. Or injury, yeah. yeah. Thanks for your time. The big guy musing about his uh, many, many teammates. Um, and in there, you might have noted that I brought up the the fact that 55 players, not counting the 2013-14 Bruins team that won the President's Trophy, uh, before they disappointed in the second round of the playoffs. Uh, that team uh, beset with too many entry-level players on all defensive pairings, uh, was still a juggernaut of a hockey club and led the league in points and uh, really with a fix after the Seidenberg injury uh, might have been able to go deep and play that uh, long-awaited and never-to-be-seen-from series against the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, really seemed destiny that the two heaviest clubs in the NHL would have met in a Stanley Cup final, but it didn't happen that year. That was LA's year to basically uh, obliterate the Rangers, which they got done in five games overtime. Alec Martinez with a spectacular OT winning goal on home ice in, in LA. Uh, and if you recall that series, and the Rangers have now joined the the many, the proud, the rebuilders of the NHL. So, uh, a lot has happened, many teams rebuilding, many teams, uh, for whatever reason, uh, why, would it, why would it happen evenly and with perfect rhythm? Uh, teams go through uh, cycles, and uh, not exactly as they do in high school sports or uh, college sports where eligibility is, is uh, you know, used up and, and then uh, student-athletes move on. In this case, it's salary cap, it's performance, it's injury, it's career stage, and the Bruins hit the sweet spot with their club from about 2010 to 2014. And, uh, and then those, in those three transition seasons, uh, before you got to the team that's on the, the team that the Bruins have now, if you stop and you end with the 13-14 team, you don't count that team, uh, from... 1415 uh, up until now the Bruins have had 55 different players play for them in a regular season or playoff game who are no longer in the organization uh, it's pretty crazy counted it up I don't have the names for you right now I could read them off sometime uh, you can look it up any case um, Zdeno Chara has had many, many teammates, generations of teammates, and uh, he's got a little bit of a Gordie Howe factor now, too, where he has lived through different iterations of the game. Um, Patrice Bergeron had the one NHL season before the lockout in year and the rule changes, uh, and, and Bergeron is, is forever elite as a guy who can size up the game of hockey and, and figure out um, in time – 
how to be an effective um, two-way player uh, through and through it. And Zidane Char, from his defensive stalwart position, has um, continued to thrive, not only cope, but thrive as a great defensive defenseman for the Bruins. So that's it today for Rink Wrap the Podcast. A reminder, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts, Google Play, iTunes, and uh, also always on southcoasttoday.com and on Rink Wrap the Blog, which is blogs.southcoasttoday.com slash Bruins. So, Michelagio, we will see you next time. Happy hockey, everyone. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.